This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. Now, a very fascinating and interesting article in Bloomberg this morning, which I thought was uh, very... I just it's an interesting American issue and I just wonder how it is going to uh, potentially affect debates here around how we are dealing with uh, a variety of questions and what that is is the issue of what's called DEI diversity equity and inclusion and what has happened is that this um, um, this is a sort of policy an idea that's coming out mainly of the American Academy which is basically to do with, on the surface at least, the idea that uh, minorities, underrepresented people, <coughs> uh, um, women, uh, people who are uh, affect, excluded from American society, etc., be given uh, the chance to play a role in, in boardrooms and in academia and uh, in, in, in whatever, different, different spaces in, in American life. Now, what's interesting about what's what's interesting about this in in America is it's played out uh, differently from the way that our debate around um, a BE or uh, affirmative action or or whatever it's a slightly different theoretical model than those two, but it it sort of comes from the same place. And what has been happening in the last few years is that these programs have been coming increasingly under pressure from uh, various groups within the United States who are saying that they are discriminatory and, and maybe not in the ways that you uh, might expect. So, for example, one of the big court cases that has come up has been on the question of Harvard's admission policy uh, in, in terms of who they're letting in. And the key issue has been that uh, often the, the, the debate around this sort of thing is very literally black and white, right? So... So the discussion is that um, uh, African-Americans uh, are being included and then there's a complaint that uh, white Americans aren't, etc. But one of the groups that has been excluded from, from Harvard's DEI policies have been Asian-Americans. Asian-Americans typically uh, are, do very well. They're a minority, uh, but they, they um, have... In, in, in the last few years uh, gotten extremely high marks work very hard and are therefore eligible uh, for university programs but because of how these DEI diversity, equity and inclusion things are, are structured uh, and because they're structured particularly uh, according to race uh, or, or rigidly according to gender it's actually meant that an underrepresented a community like Asian Americans are not getting into Harvard in the numbers that they should, and this is not unusual for Harvard. Right in the in the fifties and sixties, there were quotas set on the number of Jews, for example, that could uh, be uh, allowed into um, in, into these uh, institutions, and so they haven't been, uh, and they, so they haven't actually been allowed. And there was a group, and they took Harvard to court over this, and the Supreme Court actually ruled in their favour. And rulings like this and others uh, in, in, uh, in, in, in other places uh, have increasingly put the underlying logics of DEI under a, a microscope. And people are, are asking whether, in fact, uh, the kinds of methodologies that are being used to uh, assist people who are from outside the system uh, are, are actually appropriate and are perhaps not uh, re 
um, recreating certain kinds of um, hatred and exclusions as opposed to doing anything inclusionary. And of course, as uh, Jews, we've seen this firsthand because not only uh, in places like Hollywood have Jews been excluded from these sort of minority positions, but they've also, we haven't seen any of these DEI groups uh, come into force like they would do for any other groups in the uh, increase in anti-Semitism that we're seeing on these American campuses. And so a number of corporates are starting to uh, back away from these programs, uh, particularly in the finance sector, uh, certain kinds of, of programs that will be put in, uh, quotas that were internally set, uh, different sorts of, of elements of it have all been uh, have, have all been basically reduced and, and the, the, the big financial corporates are starting to drop this in America as a policy and it will be interesting to see where this debate goes in America and how it affects uh, our debate here which is uh, obviously quite different because it comes from a different history uh, and the, the numbers of people are different and the educational system is different and the opportunity network is different uh, but, but obviously a lot of this DEI stuff has come also from America and is part of how South Africa is operating. We've seen it um, in, in the number of the schools here, where uh, particularly like Anglican schools, uh, there's been a lot of debate around it uh, and, and a lot of, of, of problems with it, particularly because it tends to favor not necessarily people of a specific uh, uh, gender or racial group, but actually people with a, a sort of particular kind of ideology which is uh, um, sort of very problematic. So that is a, a fascinating discussion. And uh, if you want to have a look at it, in, you just Google Bloomberg uh, and, uh, talk, and have a look at what it says around uh, uh, Goldman Sachs and DEI, which is, I think, really, really interesting. Uh, I am Benji Shulman, and this is 101.9 High FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. Now, as we were discussing in uh, the, the slot with Craig, uh, they, he, he spoke about the role of the Bedouin in this Nova Festival, particularly in the South. And I just thought it was a really interesting uh, discussion because this weekend in the City Press, there was an article by uh, a chap called Kenneth Mohatla, who uh, is currently doing his uh, master's degree in African Development uh, at uh, at Bengurian University, he's uh, from the northwest, and he's a writer and a uh, academic, and uh, he is there at the moment uh, and talking about what's going on. And clearly, part of his program has been that he is in the south of Israel, being at Bengurian University, and has been uh, engaging with uh, the Bedouin community there. And he's written this very interesting article about the Bedouin community and about the complex role in which. Uh, they play in the society because of course the Bedouin are, are Muslim but they're also Arab uh, but they also fall outside of the some of the traditional Arab um, societal setups because uh, they were traditionally nomads and then they uh, they stopped being nomads because uh, countries were being built up around them uh, and they've had to adjust to that lifestyle in the countries in which they are whether it's in uh, in Israel or in Gaza or in Egypt or in Jordan uh, have also had to work with these populations that are sort of not quite nomadic anymore but still uh, hold on to those kinds of practices including all sorts of things like polygamy and um, and, and uh, questions around how they uh, uh, 
work in the economy uh, and, and whatever. And there's a whole set of discussions that are, are being held in Israel at the moment about how do you work with the Bedouin community uh, and Ben-Gurion University is actually a, a very much a leader in this and Kenneth has written a very interesting article um, from the perspective of, of a South African talking about uh, a community like the Bedouin uh, he, what he sees and what he's picked up uh, and how uh, they work to to uh, engage their culture which is very important to them uh, but still live in, in Israel uh, and have to deal with Hebrew uh, and what kind of education that they're looking for uh, and how they're looking to uh, expand their community so if you can get yourself a copy of the City Press uh, it's a very uh, welcome article uh, and one that just is sort of not uh, one that you sort of necessarily always would get to see uh, in our local press so I think it's uh, very interesting so you can um you can have a look. Uh, it's called, it says, uh, by Kenneth Mohatla, the Bedouins hold on to their culture in Israel. And um, and he's got some pictures there and uh, has, uh, and has uh, kind of gone through uh, what some of the complexities are around some of these questions. So it's a, a fascinating discussion and one well worth reading uh, from a, a South African perspective. And that does bring us to the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for joining us as, uh, as we always do on the program. Uh, thank you to everyone who, who, who puts it together. Craig who pushes all the big red buttons. Uh, Vusi is on the sound uh, and uh, Senna and Harry who help out with some of the production. And to you, dear listener, who joins us every single week, do join us again next week on the New Blue Review.